ladies and gentlemen what's up it's bc i got my my friend here the cat who's like a, a girl and wants attention right now right but uh i got alden on right uh he's the 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 internal leader of sales at team bc university right you guys have seen him before he's been working with me closely now and um in his real estate business he's actually on track to do about two hundred thousand this year um and i wanted to you know bring him on again ask him some questions because he's at that phase now where in his business he's about to explode and certain changes need to be made but we're going to discuss not so much the future but what got him to where he's at because i think a lot of stuff that he shares is going to be pivotal because the majority of people in our industry 90 95% are looking to get to 200,000 right by him making 200,000 he's probably already going to be in the top 10 or 5% in our industry in regards to money made, especially with the volatility in quotes of the market right now, right? So Alden, a long introduction. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you inviting me, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to being here. Yeah. So for the people who don't know, you used to be uh, an ISA, right? I was. And what would you say maybe that year or two that you were an ISA? Because um, that's initially how you got connected with me and got on my stuff. The income, right? What you were doing. What did that look like, you know, that first year or two or that time span that you were in ISA? Yeah, man, I I uh, actually plugged into your stuff prior to becoming an ISA because um, I was a real estate agent for about a year mm. around the first time. Um, when I graduated college, I didn't really have any other direction. And I was like, I'd gotten my real estate license in college. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just try real estate, you know, as everybody would say. And <laughs> I tried for about six months, couldn't get a deal. Um, fortunately... I had a, a guy in the office that saw me in there all the time, a little bit older than me, uh, really um, saw me in there work and it was like, hey, man, I need some help. Can you come help me? And uh, shout out to Ryan. I really appreciate him uh, taking me in because um, he really hand fed me about 12 to 14 deals and I made some money off of it, which was awesome. However, I didn't understand a lot of processes. I didn't understand sales and I didn't understand the business in general. And so I actually went away from it. Um, and I left Raleigh cause that's where I'm at over here in Raleigh, North Carolina. I needed the salary. There was a time period where I kind of took a break and I dove into some other sales. I did a little bit of insurance. I hated it. Found you on YouTube actually. And this is what got me back into real estate. Cool. And I was like, man, if I can do it the way Brian's doing it, I really think I can have some success. So I signed up for the mentorship right then. And I made my way back to Raleigh, but I needed that salary. So I became an ISA for about uh, two years and it was okay. Um, I didn't make, you know, the most money in the world. However, I learned a lot of very vital, important skills that have allowed me to to have some success now. Okay. So two questions. Number one, initially those first six months when you said try real estate, what did that comprise of? What did you do? What was your trying in real estate? Yeah, man, just trying to figure out how to run the best ad. Uh, you know, what ad can I put out? Put like $15 towards it, hoping to get a bunch of buyer leads. <laughs> um, I actually did buy Red X at the time because I, I, for some reason, I had known that cold call and prospecting, like that's the only way I knew how to get business. Yeah. I didn't have a sphere of influence. I didn't know a ton of people. I didn't grow up here. So I was like, how can I get business? And I thought cold call would be great. And so um, try Red X. I would dial for about an hour. I would get a list. I went on maybe like four listing appointments, failed. Um, just like hard failed on all of them, um, you know, getting all the basic beginner questions, getting blown out by, you know, how many houses have you sold, you know, nervous as shit when I'm walking through the door and they can feel it. We can all feel it. Um, and so when I tried it, just dabbling here and there, but mostly just wasting time. 
you know, and you brought that up, right? So even with marginal effort and, and understanding that, you know, you still got listing appointments and you still got opportunities, but really what you're alluding to with that specific example or examples that you gave is when the moment required you like a listing appointment, you got to show up and you don't have to be fucking, you know, uh, incredible, right? You don't have to put on an Oscar worthy performance, but if you're proficient, you can get the deal. You weren't getting the deal. Was anything going through your mind there? Like, fuck, I got to get really good. Like at communication, did that come up or was it just like, fuck, I suck. Like what was going through your mind in those moments? Cause I know a lot of people are even afraid to get to that moment, right? They wouldn't even pick up the phone. You did, but then you said you crashed and burned at the appointment. So what was going through your head, you know, around those times or at that time specifically? Yeah, there was a lot to it. Um, I, I didn't, I never viewed it. I always viewed everything as a skill to be learned. Once I found out business was a skill, I always saw communication as, well, if this guy's saying these things and this guy's saying it in this way, well, why can't I say it and get the same result? So I always internally or instinctually knew that if I could replicate what somebody else is doing, I could probably get at least somewhat similar results or, you know, uh, in the same vicinity of where they're at. So it was a long process of developing my communication skills, mainly because I really wasn't taking enough action. I was listening, yeah. I was learning the scripts and I was kind of understanding things, but I wasn't role playing and I wasn't spending a lot of time on the phone. And so I would go to these appointments and, you know, I would leave them devastated. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of belief in myself and the industry as a real estate agent. And I just, I had a lot of rewiring I had to do from a, from a belief standpoint. It's really and, out there. And you would say, especially back then, and, and even maybe now to a degree that that two things, right? The internal belief system, right? And the internal game, whatever you want to call it. And then the, the skills game that, that is scary. Was it scary to you back then? Or was it for you like, Hey, okay, I'm just going to do it. I was excited about it. Cause I always knew it was the path. Like yeah. I knew that was what was going to get me to, to life that I wanted to live. However, I, it was the, the problem that I experienced. And I think that a lot of people that I talk to, even in whether it be dating and sales, whatever industry they're in, people have trouble attaching or detaching from the fact that they're not good in the moment and that it's a progression that has to be made because it's not comfortable if, if, you know, you pick up the Kevin Ward script and it's just fully question based selling. I've never asked questions in that way. I'm asking almost rhetorical questions to these people, getting them to say yes, thinking like, Oh, these people are going to think I'm fucking retard or I think they're retarded by asking them this, you know, rhetorical yes question that we all know yeah. the answer is yes to. Yeah. So it was a process of really changing the thought, the, the myself and mm. the way I viewed the scripts, the way I viewed asking the questions and um, changing who I am as a person in order to, again, get the, the results that I wanted yeah. to get. If that so makes sense. People refusing, like, cause I, I think from an intellectual standpoint, like an intelligence standpoint, everybody knows that, okay, of course I'm going to suck at this. I've never done it. Right. But do you think a lot of people out there are preying on that moment? meaning a lot of people are marketing a bunch of trash or the easy route because they know people have the tendency to run away from that and they don't want to confront it. Absolutely. The path of least resistance. We all want to take the path of least resistance, you know? Um, however, th this was actually, I would say like a vitally important thought process or framework that I would follow when I, you know, I guess throughout my entire journey of an entrepreneur is that everybody knows that you have to, 
do something that's uncomfortable in order to grow. They all, everybody says that. I think I, they say it in bold a lot. You know, I was with Keller Williams in the past. Um, you know, uh, growth happens outside of your comfort zone or um, uncomfort equals growth. Yet when yeah. that moment arises and you get the negative emotions that, you know, every single uh, thing inside of you is telling you to run away. This is uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. Yeah. You have to do it anyway in order to grow. Yet most people run away from that moment. And that moment is what you need in order to change the person that you are, change the beliefs that you have yeah. and all of the above. And if people could embrace that moment, man, you would, yeah. you, you, nothing's stopping your life. Yeah. You know, another thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, imagine if people were put into a setting where they were like, I don't want to say forced, but they had no other option but to confront that, right? But even more so, separate to that is is this. No matter which way we slice it and dice it or cut it, at the end of the day, you have to confront that issue that in that moment or just the 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 interaction that you have with clients, right? You eventually have to master that. Whether I acquire clients through uh, mailers, social media, traditional uh, prospecting, and the, and the reason that we, we really push that, right? Or I recommend it, right? Or, or Alden did it is, we all know that when you start, typically you have a lot more time than you have money, right? So it's the most readily accessible to you. And isn't it a beautiful thing that you can spend very little money, if at all? I mean, if you're talking free, you can just go door to door anywhere for free, put some gas in your car and you can go and you could potentially get a deal that pays you tens of thousands of dollars and you didn't invest anything. However, you need skill to do that. So mm -hmm. whichever way we slice it, once you get in contact with a client, if you don't walk the walk, you don't talk the talk, you don't sound proficient, you don't look like an expert, you don't sound like an expert, you're not going to get the deal. So yeah. again, I think the average person is intelligent enough to understand that. Why still, before we even get into the meat and bones of the podcast, why still do you think people run away from that, dude? Because I can't get a clear answer. Yeah, man, I, I think because I even look back from the changes that I made within myself and it's gravitating i really believe it's it's the the we get into our standard uh i guess daily habits and you know we all know that the human being wants to stay consistent can grow up with you know their thoughts belief and their actions and so people it's very difficult to change when you feel uncomfortable you know you need to make those calls and everything again inside of you is telling you not to do it it's just much, there's so much resistance for people. I think it, it, you know, they always gravitate away from it. And that has to be something that you truly want to change with, or that you truly want change in, in order for you to day after day after day, fight that feeling until you shift it from uh, the more, com being more comfortable, you know, not doing it to, to doing it. And I always use the gym example. It's like going to the gym when you first start, I mean, you don't want to go to the gym every day. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. However, once you build that habit, then you get that you start to get that feeling where something comes up and you feel like you're about to miss it. And now you feel that urge to need to want to go to the gym. And it's the same thing with prospecting. But you have to break that initial or flip that switch to 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 create that habit. Yeah, bro. And I really think, you know, one thing that I kind of boil it down to is like in those moments when you start, you have to know that you're destined for more. Right. Like. But there's an underlying assumption behind that, too, that you believe that you can do more and that like life and control of your life is in your own hands. Because then if you don't believe that, then you're not going to go for more. But even to your point, not doing it isn't comfortable. People aren't comfortable. They're miserable. They're not making money. They have low self-esteem, right? Like they're not. 
right? So they're fucking miserable and they still won't change, right? Okay. That, that, that's the crazy part. But I really think it's that. It's you need to know that you're like in your heart of hearts that you're destined for more. And, and here's the key, ladies and gentlemen, that can be taught. Yeah. That can be taught. <laughs> it can be. I can show you how to replicate that, right? Like that would be one example. Like it's very easy to teach somebody that, right? But when you talk about this subject, it almost gets like mystified to people like, oh, that's just like self-help or motivation, right? Like they, they, why do you think true, genuine transformation? It's funny how we're going this route with the podcast, bro. Cause we haven't even gotten into the main questions I want to ask. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that's labeled as motivation or fluff? Cause I, I personally don't like it. I mean, I kind of understand where people are coming from cause they don't get it, but I'm yeah. talking like genuine transformation, not rah, rah bullshit, genuine transformation. Why do you think that, that gets filed into a category for a lot of people where it's like, they won't pay for it. Insignificant, not important bullshit. Why do you think? Yeah, it's really a great question and probably like uh, one of the world's most difficult questions. Like, why is it why can't people focus on that? But even even I guess, you know, when you go back to forcing yourself to make that change, that's what I did as an ISA. I, when I was in insurance sales and we were having a hand dial, I was having to hand dial these cold calls, these these leads that had opted in the list like five years ago. So <laughs> like these people weren't expecting a call. Um, you know, I would dial, we we're supposed to dial 60 dials a day, you know, I'd dial 20 or something like that. And I, I couldn't get myself to do it. So I said, I have to put myself in a situation where my income and I am forced to do this in order for me to build again, the habits, because it's difficult, yeah. but you, but I always knew that I, I've always instinctually again, knew that I needed to, to force myself or put myself yeah. into these situations. Even from and here's the question. I know I'm interrupting, but here's the question. Is it really difficult though? Or is it just your internal state that you need control over to do it? It's your internal state. 1000%. Yeah. You, you have to make the change internally. And that's the part that's tough for people. Yeah. So mechanically it hasn't changed. It's just internally you're rock solid or you're coming in a different state of mind and you have control over those erratic emotions to allow you in that moment to just almost seamlessly make these calls and do these things where mechanically it hasn't changed. It's just internally, like the whole process internally has changed, right? Yeah. And, and I guess to your fluff question, I believe the action comes first and then the, the change comes later. So you have to take the action and then you, and then the change and the, the motivation and the desire and all that stuff that you know makes you want to do it more that comes with the competence and the building the skills and becoming better. And when things becoming more enjoyable, I think the action is first and the change comes second. And people can't get through the action part. Yeah. That that's the way I see it, and that's the way it works for me anyway. Well, I just think they separate it, right? Like. It's not like I'm going to be like, okay, well, we're going to handle cold calling. We're going to go in the jungle and do ayahuasca and you're going to have a transformation and then you're going to be good at cold calling. No, right? Part of the transformation is action. That's one of the yeah. ingredients. Like if we're going to make a cake of all these, these things and all these ingredients, one of them is action. So whatever that is in those areas, you have to confront it because it's not really the action of the cold call that transforms people, right? It's what happens through the vehicle of cold calling. Why? You're forced to face your insecurities, right? You're forced to do something you're you're not comfortable with, which for anybody, it could be anything unknown. It just happens to be cold calling this time. You're forced to socialize with strangers, which for most people is the highest anxiety causing, yeah. you know, craziest thing. So again, you're thrown into this thing where you have to do all these things that are very high up on the fear and hesitation list for people. So of course, it's going to mold you into a beast, but you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. And then there's no avoiding it because like I told you, the more proficient you are, anybody would agree with this, the more proficient you are, 
not just at sales, but interacting with human beings. We just happen to be using the sales context. You're going to thrive, right? If somebody feels more comfortable with you and confident in you and your communication skills are on point, you're going to do a lot of business and, and you would agree, right? Absolutely, man. And even before I had the skill of uh, like maybe having a much more effective listing presentation and maybe I hadn't mastered this script, I used the charisma, the making people feel comfortable, the conviction. I used that to get me deals in the front end before I even had the sales, you know, quote unquote sales skills to really go in there and convert, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because like we mentioned in the beginning, I think this is a good time to segue. Like, you know, you're on, you're on track for 200 grand, bro. Um, so, you know, maybe the difference, like what are some, uh, like I'll ask, I'll ask this first. What, what are some things that ended up being important? One, two or three up to you that in your mind to get to where you're at now, you initially thought maybe weren't going to be as important as uh, they were. Well, there's a lot, I would say there's things that I, I thought would be more important than they were. And I thought, I think there was a lot of things that I overlooked and to the things that I overlooked, it's really just the, the basics of everything, man. It's like, it, even to the, to the point of waking up at a consistent time, having the same morning ritual, calling at the same times in the day, like these habits are what it takes to make the real estate business is, you know, and I tell people a lot these days, it's like, it's not a complicated business. If you can just do it consistently, you will make the money. And, and yes, the skills are important, but if you put, if you spent eight hours a day on the phone calling, number one, you're going to improve your skills even without guidance. Yeah. And number two, you're probably going to, have better results than the guy who's more skilled spending one to two hours on the phone just out of sheer effort. Now, if you combine that with skills, man, like uh, the ceiling, there's no ceiling to what you can do. So you think and, from a vertically scaling standpoint, meaning it has the most opportunity quickly to make you more money and help you grow. Would you label the skills department as that? Oh, without a doubt, because the, the more, the less people you need to talk to, to convert. And then if you get these, especially if you're on the phone or you're door knocking, you know, I mean, I've been role playing with a lot of people lately and, and there's a lot of like, you know, lack of asking for the appointment, man, mm -hmm. if you had the opportunity to actually get every appointment that you technically possibly could have just from asking how many opportunities did you miss out on and how much money did that cost you? And then even from there, let's say you're getting the appointments, but then you're not closing the, the listing appointments. How much money are you leaving on the table by not being able to close the listing appointment? And that's from the skill standpoint on things that if you just get around the right people, do the things that they're doing, say the things that they're saying, you can, you know, just replicate the, the process. I mean, that's the blueprint that every single it's funny, man, because and I always think back to the coaching aspect, because obviously, you know, you do coaching. Um, I work with you in the coaching side of your business and every single person that you look at at the high level has a coach and, and the people replicate or you follow the blueprint of, of the path that they've taken yet all the people at the bottom, they want to skip, they, they think it's unnecessary. They don't think they need it. And you can't get the same results as somebody else. And yet skip the steps that they're telling you are important. They don't, they don't go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts, bro. Like you're right. But you know, I was going to, you know, kind of give you an example or then pose the question because you brought up a good point. Okay, I hit you up. You know what, Alden, dude, I really want to up my skills. And typically what I get from people is they'll, you know, like, give me a book or, you know, I'm watching the videos and, and in their mind, like, that's it. That's all it's going to take to get really good. W what are they missing or what would you add to that? Yeah, the the 
interaction and direct feedback from another individual that is skilled in that topic, man, you can shortcut. And, and even from, you know, me and you, how the time that I've spent with you in the past year or so, I mean, my skills have, I would say exponentially grown from just getting direct feedback. And the same as when I'm offering help or I'm, I'm asking or I'm giving suggestions and offering help to, to other people that I'm role playing with that maybe aren't getting the results they want, or maybe aren't, you know, in as skilled as they would like to be, I'm just plugging their holes. And how much time are you cutting off by having somebody versus trying to figure it out on your own? It might take you two, three, four, five, ten 10 years, who knows how long, whereas you can figure it out in one year. And again, everything's a compound effect in life. So yeah. why are you going to over saving $2,000, $5,000, just small amounts of money to get help and be around the people that, that again, you look up to that you trust and you, feel that can really help them help you get to where you want to be. And they'll, they'll, I guess, uh, almost reject it over a small sum of money and, and not realizing that that sum of money, that investment is going to get you 100 X or a thousand X in the, in the, really in the near future. Yeah, I agree. Difference between watching Kobe Bryant on video versus him teaching you. Right. Absolutely. Um, what else, right? So direct feedback, right? Working closely with somebody and you would you would constitute coaching or getting help with that, maybe like an event, courses, whatever, right? Okay, what else? What else? I mean, the problem that I see to, again, having these conversations with newer agents is like, it's the lack of being able to hold themselves accountable. And so if that's the case and that's the problem everybody's dealing with, how mm-hmm. can you get into a situation where yeah. maybe you get external accountability at first or being able to learning how to hold yourself more accountable through setting goals and, and having a vision for what you want in the future, because the, 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 again, I guess the problem that I see is people, you know, you could tell everybody exactly what to do yet, you know, on a daily basis, eventually the momentum fades, eventually the emotion fades. And then they, they eventually just gravitate off of that consistent action again, cold call and just two hours a day. I mean, how much, Money would you make in a year? At least a hundred thousand if you just cold call two hours a day. Yet people still won't do it. So you have to find a way to to hold yourself more accountable, help yourself become more consistent. And the only really way that I can do it is being around people who are on the same path as, as you're on, that are willing to hold you accountable, that are really willing to call you out on your bullshit when you're not doing what you said you wanted to do, mm-hmm. and not they what they want to do, what you said you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and, and other than that, you know, just learning, studying the mind, studying topics that you always talk about, NLP, hypnosis, people think that stuff is, you know, hocus pocus, but learning how to control your mind is the key to everything to keep to unlocking everything you want in life, including from the very beginning, just being able to hold yourself more accountable and building discipline to make the consistent cold calls, Yeah. yeah. you know? Yeah. So skill, I mean, skill, we would say very high up there, right? Vertically scaling, you know, obviously I think it's the best, you know, pound for pound, you know, what you can get for your money's worth, you know, because then it, it's just, you can infinitely scale it and you can take a skill like as far as you want to take it. I mean, it, it can go to the street, right? Like I, I think of all the, the, the relationships I've created with people on the street businesses, it's all come from just skill and communication, not anything else. Right. So cool. So if we're going to tie this back into, you know, your explosive growth and your ability to, you know, be, you know, in this top 10 or 5% or whatever it is, 
Oh, skill. Boom. That's one of the pillars. What else would you say you've really dialed in over the last like year or so to really, you know, get you to where you're at? Um, probably the biggest thing, and this is this is one of those things that again people don't realize until they see, but and I've gotten this uh truly from being around you is how quickly you go from idea to action. There's no thinking about it, there's no weighing on it, there's no um there's no, you know, I need to figure out exactly how to implement it. You just you take an idea and you start implementing it. And that's what I've done. I've gotten multiple deals from social media just from starting to shoot videos. My videos are I wouldn't say anything crazy. I'm just putting videos out there fairly consistently a couple of times a week. And I'm getting people reaching out to me on social media from it. Yep. I'm a, I'm with real brokerage. I'm getting people who are hitting me up, you know, Hey man, you know, I've seen you've been doing really well. How can I you know, join you under real? Like just off of going from, it's taken me years to really, you know, start putting out social media content, but I, I got that proximity to yourself and, and you suggested, Hey man, just start putting out videos. I did it. Yeah. And without even thinking about it, and I've gotten significantly more skills, more money, more results from it, from it all. So a big thing, man, is I would just say is stop thinking about everything. Stop overthinking everything. It's not that serious. Just start doing it. And I would actually say that's probably the single biggest ingredient to determining somebody's success. Stop thinking about shit. You go, you take action, you come back, you get feedback, you get real world feedback. And then obviously, hopefully you can get it from somebody who's you know, maybe been through that path and then you go back out there and you take action again. And, and it's, it's that simple, man, in, in all areas, social media, building relationships, cold calling, um, listing appointments, scaling your real estate business, like all these things, you just start implementing ideas and, and um, you learn as you go. But yeah. Pete, everybody wants to figure out the perfect way to do this stuff. There's no perfect way. And all that does is waste time, right? It's a waste of time. I but an ingredient to that, even if I say I want to find out the perfect way, I need to be in action to find the perfect way because then it's just theory, right? And, and I want to tie into the point that you said is, is, is that's the difference is people are so caught up in theory, theory, theory. And that I think draws a clear divide. You need to be in action more than you are in theory. Like when I started, I read and, and educated myself a lot, but 80, 90% of my day was still action, right? Every day, like a fucking robot, door knocking, cold, cold calling, role play, like following my fucking schedule like a warrior that just day in day out did the same thing over and over now that's not glamorous that's not glitzy that's not sexy but it turns you into a monster and it creates the result that you want right it does. Every, everybody's trying to do it right their way number one which is wrong and number two they're trying to do it pretty they want to look good to the world. They want to save face to everybody else because their pride and ego is wrapped up into it. I can't let people see me struggle. Are you kidding <laughs> me? Right? So if you make it, everybody knows that you struggle, right? If anything, sharing the struggle and being open about it, people can empathize with you more and connect with you more and be like, okay, this person's authentic and they're real. Because that's what I did. Yeah, I showed you some highlights. Sure. Accomplishing goals and that kind of stuff. But you were with me day to day back in the day, like if people were watching, right? This is what I'm doing. I'm out door knocking. Here we go. I would set up my iPad, like even on my window on my car and talk like, hey, I just hit, you know, 100 doors or hey, I'm about to hit, you know, another 60 doors. I'm excited because I didn't get shit today, but we're out here hustling still, right? Like that, that because that's a part of the process, man. If you don't even show that, then people are like, wait, who is this? Where do they come from? How the fuck are they so rich? Like they didn't do shit. Can't really do that with me because you've seen the whole process, right? But man. I would argue, and I, I would argue, yeah. I would argue that's the 
most important, I would say most, you know, beautiful part of the process, the best times in my life that I can think back to, you know, and, and I've gotten some bigger paychecks recently and it's great, you know, cool. You get a lot of money hitting your bank accounts. Pretty awesome feeling. However, the times that I look back in my life and I cherish the most are the times where when I was, when I was at ISA and I'm in this, you know, closet with no windows in my old Keller Williams office, cold calling for four hours, four or five hours a day, just fucking grinding on a daily basis. But I appreciate those moments the most because that's what created the most change in me as an individual to become the person that I am today. Yeah, 100%. Right. I think back on my first year, I was literally in tears like three times, but again, shaped and molded me into what I am today. It's necessary to go through that stuff. And the more people run away from it, you know, like they're just they're, they're not going to see the result. And for for many people, it's different segues, you know, these moments or these like tests of what they're going to do. Um you know, if we can go back to the the original point, we brought up skills, right? We brought up some the basics. You really harped on them, the basics, and them being important. Um, what are some other things maybe that you can share? Because I know, and we know this isn't rocket science, but maybe some sure. of those other things along the lines of what you thought would be important but wasn't, or what wasn't important but it ended up being very important. You know? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, having goals for yourself is very important because, and this is an overlooked part and I've overlooked this for the longest time until maybe seven, eight months ago, sometime like that, where everybody tell you, you your mind is focused in a direction based on the goals and, and the things that you set for, for yourself, the more specific, the better. If you don't have a goal or a direction you're headed in, you're dead. You're just wandering around in your day, not doing anything. Why? Again, everybody knows that in order to make money in real estate, you have to have conversations with people about real estate. Yet you ask people what their goals are for the year or where, what they, you know, what, where they see themselves in the next 12 months. And, uh, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, I'm not, well, how are you going to know how many people you need to talk to or the numbers that you need to make to reach your goal? If you don't even know where you're going. Yeah, we talk about the common, oh, well, you know, it's good. I'm doing good, right? That's what you hear the most, most exactly, of the time. Exactly. We talk to so many agents, dude, and that's the most common yeah. response that you hear, right? Oh, it's going good. And then upon further inspection, that's just a blanket statement that's thrown out, right? A hundred percent, man. And so having the direction is something I overlooked. However, it's, again, vitally important. All of these pieces are just, they're pieces to the overall bigger puzzle that have to be pieced together. And I, and I think the combination of them all is what stops people from what we, what we talked about in the beginning, you know, being consistent on your schedules and, and get doing the things that you know, you should be doing, um, sticking to your word. When you yeah. say you're going to do something, do it because every time you don't you, and you tell us this all the time and it's just, it's so true. And I think it hit me more when I, again, when I got closer to you and I was like, shit, man, like he, everything he says he he's going to do, he does. And then I started, then I started uh, reflecting. I'm like, wait, I said I was going to do this at this time and I don't, I'm not doing it. And then I started doing that and that builds confidence within yourself because now yeah. what you say you do. It's your word. So, now, when, now when you say something, you even know internally your subconscious mind, it's not saying, yeah, whatever, dude. It's okay. It's a command now. It's not. I'm going to lose weight this year. It's my new, new year's resolution and their own voice is like, get out of here, dude. You said that the last six years, yeah. you're going to get fatter, right? That's, that's their own internal voice. And they wonder why they suffer versus for me. It's like, when I say it, it shall be done, right? It's my will. It's, you know, my word and my word is my bond. That's the most sacred contract on the planet is you with you, you know? So you hit the nail on the head with that, man. Cause that's, 
That's true. And of course, I can't be running around telling people to do that. And then I'm not an embodiment or representation of that because I'm a fucking hypocrite. And I'm no different than all these weird fucking wannabe influencers online, you know? A hundred percent, man. And like I said, I, I just truly believe it's all these small pieces that need to be put together. And people don't, I don't think people realize how important that internal change is. Mm-hmm. And I think they're almost blinded by the, the belief systems and, you know, who they are as a person at that moment and to be able to see clearly that they do need to make these internal changes to, to really get the results that they want. It's that internal change process. And in order to make those changes, you have to be studying the right information. You have to be learning from the right people. And I always go back to this because it's how I've done well in everything that I've done in life is that you learn from the right people who are doing the things that you want to do. And, and um, everybody, everybody will say, oh, you know, they just you're trying to, you know, and it's always that they'll, they'll say that about the coaches, right? All oh, the coaches are just trying to sell you their stuff. Yes, but that's the same process they took because everybody at these levels knows how important it is. Yep. But everybody from the bottom just brushes it off as trying to sell them something. It's like, That's man. why they're at the bottom, dude. And I get it, right? There should be a level of skepticism to everything that you do. But that's just one element of this this puzzle, right? It's like you're so focused focused on that. But, you know, you have to like, okay, I have to accept it and do it and then move on to the next thing, right? It's just one piece of this fucking puzzle. But you know, if there's anything I can add um, before we wrap, wrap this thing up is when you brought up goals, I would really emphasize to people like you need to make sure that your goals are yours, right? You can't copy me. You can't copy Alden. You really need, need to take the time with yourself and say, what do I really want? Who do I want to be? And map that out and make sure that you're not, uh, you know, running off purely external influence, right? Just because you know, you're young and you want to impress girls. Okay, cool. But that doesn't mean that you really want a Lamborghini, right? Because unless this part of the puzzle, which again is internal, is handled, all the surface level stuff doesn't hold any weight. This is why you're going to procrastinate and not do things and keep falling off and not be motivated. No, that's just a symptom of the real problem is you have no genuine direction. You're just copying the next fad, right? This is why you know, I always laugh when all the terms and the subjects that people talk about change. They're just following the fucking YouTube alg- algorithm. dude. Yeah. It's like, is that really what you want to learn? Or is that just what it's feeding you and you're going right into the machine and learning what they want you to fucking learn? You know what I mean? It's crazy, dude. But that for me was huge because then I had an unwavering and unshakable belief in what I wanted to do. It's like, no, dude, I don't care if you don't believe in me. This is my fucking goal and I want to do it. So fuck you. But if you're kind of surface level, whatever, then of course you're going to go be pulled by popular opinion and demand because you're not rooted, you know? hundred percent, man. Um, hundred percent. Cool. Anything else, dude, you wanted to share before we uh, wrap it up? Um, I don't think so, man. I, I think, uh, I guess one more thing that I, that I'll add to this and, and just a quick, quick backstory or just a quick little short story to explain the point is that you have to really commit to what you're doing because when I, prior to me really fully committing and deciding that, Hey, you know what, let me build this real estate business. I was always one foot in one foot out looking for other opportunities, whatever I wanted to do. There's a strange thing that happens when you make that commitment. I had gotten blown off by listing or when I was on the team about a month and a half ago or a month and a half before I quit investor, Flat out calls me and says, hey, you're going to get this listing. I'm going to throw it to you. You know, you can get get the deal. She goes to me after about a week and I never I can't get up with her. I'm texting her, calling her and she she never responds. I leave the team within three days of leaving the team. I get a call from her and say, hey, Alden, can you come list this property? It's not the same property, but a different one. Yeah. You get reward. Life 
it has a crazy way of giving you exactly what you deserve. And that internal commitment is a sign to the universe that you deserve or you're starting to be able to deserve the things that you want in life. And so um, really just commit, man. Again, it, it allowed me to start posting on social media, get it more consistent and, and all of the all of the qualities that people want to develop uh, stem from that that commitment to this is what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, man. I love it. All right, guys, you heard it here from the man himself. But uh, that wraps up this episode of Supreme Being. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.